Blog Talk Radio. Hits on Hot 97? Nah, man. It's Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? We've got a lot to talk about. Considering it's only two subjects tonight, folks. Jeff Hardy's DUI. Vince McMahon's $3 million hush money. Which one of these subjects I start off first Manton and Raven about Because it's fairly obvious That I can dive into one or the other But you know folks I think what I'm going to go with Discussing first Bring this a little closer please Why not start talking about The incident of misconduct With one of Vince's officials John Laurinaitis and also Jeremy McDevitt, the company lawyer of so many, so many years and so many cases and lawsuits. One McDevitt. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Okay? Vince McMahon, apparently the identity of the person that a former employee, somebody leaked an email saying this person was paid $3 million to shut up because she boinked the boss. As distasteful as that sounds, McDevitt was cited as saying, it sounds so fucking newsworthy, and no, I'm not going to play the news effects, dude. It's cited as saying that McDevitt said, we never paid the woman. The relationship between this individual and Vince McMahon was consensual. Now, if you don't know anything about Mr. McDevitt, this was the lawyer that worked on the steroid trial with the Dr. Kevorkian-looking fucker who at his disposal had a bunch of drugs in a duffel bag and would give it, give different supplies of steroids to different wrestlers. And McDevitt exposed that asshole for the fraud that, not fraud, but the... I wouldn't say poor fucker because he got exp- – the point is McDevitt's a dangerous lawyer. And in this instance, Vince McMahon and this former employee 
they said that she was so afraid to come forward because why come forward when you get paid $3 million? Hell, at this point, folks, I mean, if someone gave me $3 million to shut the fuck up, gladly with a blindfold, handcuffs, and some bonded shit, just saying, if someone gave you that amount of money, some people, well, that's it's more than just the money. It's the principle of the thing. Do you know how many executives, I'm not excusing the behavior, but, I mean... It's bound to happen. Like I said, not excusing it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, and I know there's going to be a lot flooding in, it's Russell underscore radio for the Instagram. It's at underscore Brian Wales on the Twitter. And for the Book of Face, Facebook, it's Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Look, with the variables in place, man, you've got McDevitt who is like the Mariano Rivera of closing cases. He's one of Vince's many right-hand men who could easily put this away, even though people are, what's new, pussycat, la, 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 la. You're right. wrong to have an affair, but if you were in his position, again, I am not by any means defending that kind of action done by the boss, but I mean, he, over 40 years of entertainment and entertaining us with people that are so random. Yeah, see, I knew that was going to happen. Like Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, the Rockettes, I'm mixing in genres with so many people that he's provided us with entertainment, one affair out of how many that have not been reported, folks, you This isn't going to go away. This is going to be an ongoing investigation. Now, McDevitt's name has been dragged into this, and I keep mentioning this fucker because why? He's the company lawyer. You would think... Oh no, the lawyer now got involved. So there's intimidation in this, in the sense that this former employee who has yet to be named, it just coincidentally pops up as McMahon gave $3 million to some name who he, you know, had a one night stand with or was an ongoing affair. I don't know. But yes, the juicy gossip girl talk of professional wrestling, which shouldn't be the main fucking focus of the show, but, you know, got to talk about something other than a goddamn review, which is what some podcasts choose to say. Well, on on another note, this happened. On this show, folks, the one part of ranting and raving that I'm going to do just so happens to be this particular show, or a portion of the show, I should say, when I saw the article, I thought, well, maybe this is just a ruse. Then again, when someone paragraphed it on their Facebook status, I'm not going to name names, like, is this a surprise? Is this a shock? Is this groundbreaking news? We all know that certain people are not going to be able to keep on the straight and narrow when you're in professional wrestling, but that's going to be a statement probably that people are going to disagree with and argue with and fight over and fight over the night about, well, you have to go from point A to point Z, and he's a businessman, and yada blah. By the way, folks, Off the Rails Uncensored features the following. This is a disclaimer. I so the following content. Wait, am I doing this too early? (laughs) Made you listen. Nobody's perfect. Does it excuse his behavior? No. But if McDevitt says that the relationship between this individual 
and Vince was consensual, wouldn't you think that it would go a lot further than he gave me $3 million? Why all of a sudden is this person popping up? Again, folks, is it similar to all these Me Too movement situations, you know? Well, no, dude. I think that's crossing the line when you say it's very similar to Bill Cosby. In no way, shape, or form is this similar to Bill Cosby. Cosby, in his situation, a lot of people decided to come forward after all the nasty, after 30 years, and said, you know, he raped us while we put stuff in his drink. This one, she came out, not her friend, came out of the woodwork and emailed a journalist and said, I know that, you know, my friend's been suffering mentally, and McMahon paid her $3 million to shut her up. Again, I don't like dipping into wrestling politics and backstage bullshit, but here's, you know, here's the thing. If it's so to the point where people are going to come forward after the fact that this shit happened to them, not condoning it, but why? What? I mean, unless some part of me wants to believe that some have done this type of thing just because, and I'm going to use this example not as comparison, but, you know, as a note, Matt Riddle and his situation, the girl came forward after the fact, but all these people, you know, coming forward for the Me Too movement on Twitter. Candy basically said, yes, we've had a love affair. Matt Riddle did not deny it. And this dude has kids with his current wife. But what she said in her story was, she changed it probably two, three, four, five times. Her testimonial said... Mr. Matt, you know, and I were in the back of the van. He forced me to have give him oral sex or oral pleasure, and I didn't want to wake up the others in the van. What the fuck ever? Again, there are people in that instance. There's a, someone in that instance that's lying. Is there truth to the affair? Probably. Is there truth to the hush money? Again, one party particularly said, uh, you know, on McDevitt, he said it was consensual. The relationship was an affair. You know, he didn't say it was an affair, but he was said, number one word, it was consensual and that they don't know why this person is coming forward. Again, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of holes that need to be filled in this story. Do I condone affairs, dude? Again, I don't I don't like sticking my nose in other people's business unless said business is pertaining to my name and if that person's speaking ill of me, then go fuck themselves because I don't concern myself with other people's drama. Now you've messaged me three times. Do you want to call in? Would you like to call in, dude? The num the line's open. Number should be directly on the Facebook page, dude. Oh, for sure. I'm not discounting that at all. But, you know, we as journalists have to report this stuff from our own viewpoint and also relay some facts. Now, granted, this was an email leaked to journalists, coincidentally, saying the employee or former employee was so intimidated that they were, pay, you know, they refused to come forward on their own. So why did you have your best friend do it? Again, there's a lot of question marks that go into this. And I wouldn't want, from McDevitt's experience of the steroid trial and the Benoit case, do you know how many fires this man, Jeremy McDevitt, has put out? The dude is like the white version of Johnny Cochran. He gets McMahon out of so much trouble. And in this particular situation that... The boss is on the hot seat. He's been married to Linda since 1966. Do you honestly think that man could stay on the straight and narrow? Some may say, well, he if he loves her, he would. I mean, the guy's got grandkids. He's got a legacy. 
that's already been, you know, fulfilled through Stephanie and Shane. His reputation doesn't precede him because of all the bullshit that's happened in his past. If you want a long laundry list, okay. We're not going to stray away from the subject. The man had an affair. But again, his lawyer puts out the fires for him. Does you know, does that make what he did right? No. But are we aren't we all human? Don't we all have urges? I mean, I don't have three million dollars to pay off an affair. I don't have three million dollars to be like, Well, cool, I got it from Vince. But again, if that was given to me to be quiet about it and not say anything to the general press, that's three million fucking dollars. Of course, I'd bathe in that shit. To be honest, because I'm somewhat materialistic based off that statement. Any one of you fuckers would too. If you were given a certain amount of money to be quiet, depending on what the fuck that situation was. Granted, okay, did he force himself on the female? I mean... We don't know if it was non-consensual, all this bullshit, man. All these court cases in 2020, including Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Why the fuck? Why would I start off my show talking about the boss not being able to um, keep on the straight and narrow? Because there's a lot of things that go with this. And here's my thing. Not only has Vince McMahon not been a great pupil of the public eye when it comes to press, good press, bad press. He's like a mixed bag. I say that a lot on this show. It's like a mixed bag with Vince McMahon and good press. Okay? Right now, it ain't looking so great. And the reason for that is because you had two superstars walk out because they disrespected because one's a spoiled brat and she's fooling everyone doing all these good deeds Sasha Banks and Naomi and one tried to justify herself getting put the point is right now is kind of a mixed bag for WWE they do good they do great and then here comes this fucking nightmarish scandal coming out the woodwork an email go figure an email the bane of existence an email you know you get excited with one when an Amazon order comes on your doorstep, you get excited, the email, the confirmation email. This email to the press was, my friend was so afraid of Vince McMahon, I got intimidated. And he paid her off $3 million. Like, And, of course, no identity has been revealed yet, but this person did go to the press. She did take – she took time out of her schedule to email the press. And, by the way – Vince had an affair with my friend, and she felt intimidated and disrespected, blah, blah, blah. Wow, that seems to be a common theme. Vince and her was consensual, but it said in the article that Loretus had some misconduct that was reported, neither been confirmed or denied yet. But it has been duly noted that McDevitt stood right the fuck up and goes, nope, not today, fuckers. It was not not consensual. This person and Vince, yes, they did have a relationship. Yes, they did do the dirty. But where in the fuck, you know, three million, that's a lot of money, dudes. That's, what I'm going to leave this as is people in general make mistakes. Even large corporate people like Vince McMahon. Am I walking on eggshells? No, dude. I'm basically voicing an opinion. People in general will do stupid shit. Tony Khan could do something stupid, and I'd say, well, people do the dumbest things or the darndest things. Can't fix stupid. You can't fix the controversial nature of one Vince McMahon. You just can't. He's been around this sport for so fucking long. I mean... And he and, you know, 
when you inherit a business from your father and he didn't want Vince to take over, it took a lot for him to get to getting a lot of money and losing a lot of money. This in particular, is it going to ruin him? No. He'll recover, people, believe it or not. This dude will sit there and recover. All right. We took up most of the time. So this is the portion of the show where you have small children cover their ears. And if you listen to my show, pardon my French, because you're going to hear a lot of cussing. And uh, anyways, the following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Wrestle Radio Network profile belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on all social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved, Wrestle Radio Network, Off the Rails Uncensored, and Beyond the Tracks Incorporated 2022. All right. So, um, if you could, please, let's get this party started. Maestro. Yeah, that sounded kind of... Yo. Hit the track. Jeff Hardy's DUI reported, so we're going to play this when he gets pulled, you know, got pulled over and, you know, three officers pull him out. Dude is, you know, swimming all over the joint on I-95. Anyways, you know, this is ridiculousness, man. So the people, like, care about him. You know, I saw him swimming on the road, so we're going to, if you would, please bear with me. This is a very disturbing footage that I found on TMZ.com. And uh, take a listen. Okay. Yeah. What would be causing you 
second chances I normally would take one look or two at maybe two or three articles if it was uh, if he had caused the death do you know how bad that would have been I mean he may not realize this but those guys who don't probably don't watch wrestling at all they saved Jeff's life and you do want this guy to succeed because he's such an intricate part of pro wrestling. He's a very underrated guy. And very, you know, we thought, you know, okay, he's getting better. He's getting help. When people talk about addiction... That's kind of a sore subject, right? When people talk about addiction versus sobriety and how long it took him to get to sobriety, there's a lot of names that come to mind in the world of professional wrestling that fell off the wagon and, you know, hopped back on and somehow, you know, made great with this thing we call professional wrestling. Wrestling was very, very hard, you know, to keep on the straight and narrow. Here's why. People are like, well, how come 
so-and-so keep it together because, you know, maybe their family saves them. Jeff's got a family. He's got kids. He's got a wife. Is that going to stop him from drinking? No. The timing, you know, they were to be in a ladder match with the Young Bucks and for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And the Hardys are real fucking famous for their ladder matches and their illustrious careers, man. So really at this point, what I'm about to tell you is I'm not sitting here being the one saying just fucked up. But yes, he did. Did he own up to it? Bet he's owning up to it, you know. In due time, they canceled his trial. He was held on bond for $3,500. What more do you want from the poor guy? The guy basically made his bed. He has to lie in it. It sucks. No one really quite understands that in wrestling, yes, you have moments where you screw up to the point where people, your peers, your boss, everyone takes one look at you and goes, man, what happened? You were on a roll, and then this. Jeff Hardy is a lot of people's inspiration. There's a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers, there's a lot of wrestlers that go, man, do you remember your match versus The Undertaker? And I'm pretty sure Jeff would sit there and tell you, I've had a lot of matches, and it probably would be one of his favorite to talk about. But we're not here to t- you know reminisce about his good moments. We're here to talk about the real, and that is there were several... If you heard that officer in that clip, he said there were several people calling 911 because he was veering off the road. Had it not been for those dudes in the state patrol... We probably would have been either seeing a real fucked up Jeff Hardy in the hospital instead of a mugshot where he's standing and ain't no bruise or scratch on his body. It's very important that we sit here and we realize what's more important, someone's life, someone's well-being. For those people who didn't even know who Jeff was, they just thought it was some drunk asshole highway they had few to drink because he admitted i've had a couple fireballs he couldn't count to 30 skip some numbers as you heard but again in in professional wrestling is jeff responsible for jeff at the end of the day yes is he going to get help again that's up to jeff his luck just absolutely sucks man In WWE, they offered to give him rehabilitation, even though Jeff Hardy said, I wasn't under the influence, I didn't do any of that stuff, his drug test came up negative. So, in that instance, he dodged a bullet. Even though Vince McMahon, you know, had offered him prior to this incident on June 14th, he got the date right. The poor fucker got caught for DUI. This is not the first time that Jeff Hardy's been caught doing this shit. His brother Matt said we will try him you know, by himself. He will seek help as needed, and you'll try to, you know, recover him, come back better than ever. What do you say to somebody that's been going through this bullshit? How do you get them to refocus? How do you get them to get back to the top of the fucking mountain? To make people go, man, I want to be this guy. That's the that's the question about Jeff Hardy. Is how many times is he going to screw up till he hits rock bottom and then works his way back up to the top? I mean, because he was in a role. His brother and him was in a in a ladder match. I didn't know. I don't think they, uh, dude. At this point. I don't care who's going to go over in the match. All I care about is somebody's well-being. These are human beings. Jeff Hardy is, to me, you know, a guy that's trying his ass off. He's just getting the worst, the worst possible luck in all his career. And I say this because 
when you wrestle or when you manage or when you referee, you go 100%, you got all the pressure in the fucking world to keep up, keep this positive image for the kids, you know, sitting in the stands, and you have to be a role model. Well, how do you be a role model when you get a DUI, you're driving under the influence, you're reckless driving, you're driving, you know, DWI, driving while impaired. Jeff, dude, there's no shame in wearing glasses, my dude. And if you're driving while impaired, dude, again, take it from the blind-ass motherfucker himself. It's not fun, especially if you're not fit to drive. Why are you driving? We need you. We need you to be alive so that we can say, man, that Jeff Hardy, he's a crazy, crazy dude. The kind of shit that gets pulled when a wrestler does something stupid, like, I don't know, Jake Snake, you know, who has been cited as, you know, he said, I used to spend my money on useless shit is either drugs or booze and I couldn't say I didn't nickel or dime I didn't save anything when I should have and I could have invested it in something that could have proved useful for my career that's saying something or Scott Hall God rest your soul man I mean that dude went through hell and back just to be on the straight and narrow and again it's not up to us to be like man I wonder if Jeff would take up the offer to go to this, or, you know, I wonder if he's going to go see Diamond Dallas Page. Has to come from him. Yes, he put people's lives in danger going on and off the road. He could have, again, he could have died. This shit's serious. When people watch professional wrestlers or athletes you know, for ap- let's just put it this way he could have ended up like Henry Ruggs from the Las Vegas Raiders and what's worse about that case is you have a guy that was going 156 miles per hour at his final rate of speed he got in the wreck so bad that Henry Ruggs you know ran into this girl she went the length of uh Three foot, two and a half, three football fields through her and her dog from the car. And the lawyer for Henry Rugg said, there's no reason for the blood alcohol test because X, you know, this, that, and the other. Consider that it could have been that bad. But it was, it was wrong. Yes. Both instances are wrong. But one is claiming there's no need for a breathalyzer test. There's no, you know, there's no reason for a blood alcohol test. Come on. Everyone and their brother's fucking mother is going to say, you killed someone. And now his lawyers are trying to say there's no reason for a blood alcohol test. Wow. Talk about, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, but I, I think that instance, if you kill someone, you should be held responsible. There. There's my rant for the fucking night. As for Jeff, is it, be, you know, weaving in and out of lanes, going off the road? I'll emphasize this uh, a few more times. If it wasn't for the state troopers putting him under arrest, we could be looking at headlines saying pro wrestler Jeff Hardy dies at the age of. That would have been worse. Imagine that. If he doesn't get stopped, if those people don't call 911, we're sitting here completely different ballgame. Now, normally... I'd save this for the end, but I'm going to take a break off my random tangents, and I'm going to just play this for you. It's a pretty long clip. It's a Joe Rogan interview with Jake the Snake. And, yeah, it's going to take up most of the time, but you know what? 
it's worth listening to. So uh, bear with me, folks. Well, also, the, the life that you were living, you could probably pull those dark thoughts out like other people. <clears throat> well, I was probably can't. I sit in a bar, man, and uh, write stuff down. And uh, next day, I figured I'm reading, oh, my God, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, it just horrified me. But, yeah, sometimes you can pull dark stuff out of bad moments in life, you know. And, uh, well, you had experiences. I mean, I mean, just trying yeah. to kill yourself with pills or whatever the fuck you were doing. I mean, yeah. the darkness that you had in your life, like my sister being murdered and shit. And my mother, my mother was a 12-year-old girl. And her mother was dating my father. Her mother was. My grandmother passed out. And my father left that bed and went into a 12-year-old little girl's room and raped her. That's me. That's how I got started. And then later in life, my father was raping my sister. Did not know it. You know, he raped his other daughter. Did not know it. Always heard whispering. You know, people whispering and giving him the evil item. What the fuck's her problem? Then I'd get in the ring with somebody that that knew my dad, and they beat the fucking shit out of me because they hated him because they'd seen some of the shit that he did. Do you want to believe that of your own father? You don't ever want to believe that. God, you don't want to believe that, do you? I, the, the girl that you met earlier, Cody, she is the first daughter of mine that I held in my lap. She was 22. 22. Before I would ever pick up one of my daughters and set them in my lap. Because I was afraid I'd turn into my father. And I never wanted that. I never wanted to be someone that abused a child because I'd been abused and I knew what that shit was like. I knew what it did to my fucking head. <clears throat> getting right and getting sober, learning to talk about it helps a lot. It makes it better. You don't cure it. You know, you never get over it. But I can deal with it now. I don't have to go medicate. When you're talking to these people that you're also helping, Mm -hmm. when you're meeting them, that also have these problems, how many of them have also been abused? A lot. You know what it's like to be sitting at a Comic-Con and uh, look out there and there's people in your line and your eye contact contacts a kid. You look at the kid and they look at you and you're like, you poor motherfucker, you're going through it too, aren't you? And I can tell it. I know that fucking kid's being sexually abused. You can see it. And I hate that feeling. Because then they get up to the front and you're like trying to talk to them and they're like shut down completely. And then the fucking asshole that's next to him is probably doing the bullshit. He's wanting my fucking attention, man. What chance do I have him getting any good attention? <laughs> Not much. I keep going back to the kid. How can you tell? He's just feeling. You know it. You smell it. You taste it. You see the fear, you know, and you see the way that the dad communicates with them, and you see their reaction. They won't look at you with their eyes, you know. Really hard to get them looking at you in the eyes, man. It really is. And uh, I remember I told somebody one time that probably the one thing that helped me in my early life about going through all that sexual abuse and bullshit was I learned how to lie at a very young age. The reason I learned how to lie is because it helped me get me to a safe place. You know, uh, I learned to judge people and their attitudes. You know, I knew what buttons to push and what buttons not to push with my stepmother. And I knew what was a safe place. And if there were keywords that come out from her, I knew to fucking go hide. I had to start reading this shit. Then I had to start coming up with storylines and stuff to get me out of shit so I wouldn't be put in the position to get gotten again. When you're learning that shit at 12 and 13, brother, you're getting some fucking knowledge. But it's a motherfucker, man. You know, just to have to go through it. And, uh, I don't know, brother. I mean, if there was ever a reason to, uh, 
bring back the, the big one, gas or bullets or whatever, or hang. I think hanging's perfect for anybody that abuse kids. Just make a public fucking hang. <laughs> Fuck five years in jail. Fuck you, motherfucker. Put you dancing on the end of a rope. That'd get people's attention. <laughs> I mean, it might stop some of it. Yeah, I don't know how to still... What what would they do that would stop it completely? But it's, it's one of the the most disturbing characteristics of people that, that, that that's even and possible. nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. But yeah, damn sure don't. Because here's what happens to the kid nine times out of ten. They raise their hand and they say something. Then this group comes in, this group comes in, cops come in, they say this, that, this, that. Well, he's probably just exaggerating. This, that, this, that. You have to go home with them. Oh, fuck no. You can't put that kid back in that house. Right. What chance does he have now? Right. Or you end up in an orphanage. Where you're getting raped again. Yeah, who does? Yeah, yeah. wants to volunteer at an orphanage more right. than a predator. And that's the other problem is a lot of kids that get abused like that wind up abusing other kids. Absolutely. Even it's what you're taught. Yeah. Sandusky had that whole charity for kids. That was his whole like thing. That was his nut, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna open up an abused children's home. That way yep. I'll know where to go get one. Yep. <laughs> we also knew that the kids were damaged and they would be used to it. You know what we what we call love? It can be an, uh, an ugly thing. You know, uh, sometimes a kid looks to get his ass kicked because that's the only type of love he knows. That's true. You're a powerful man to have gone through all this and to be able to express it so honestly to to everybody. I mean that that, that is an amazing thing because the pain of your experiences has not stopped you from expressing. All of the all of the the downsides of it, but also that you've come out of it on the other end in a very positive way. I mean, you're a great guy to be around. You're funny as shit. You you have amazing stories, and you're clean now. You're well, clean I'm, and healthy. I'm and funny in a room like this because there's not any competition. Come on, Joe, just me and you. Where do you go from here? You know? Lap dog 27. No, uh, no, it's amazing. I just want. It really is. I just want to help somebody else not feel what I felt. Yeah, because I don't want them to have to do the things that I did to quit feeling it. Because I'll tell you, man, it's a whole lot easier to pick up cocaine and forget about it than it is to go through counseling, go through this, go through reliving it 25 fucking times. You know, you go into counseling and they say, okay, tell us exactly how it happened. Do I really fucking want to do that? Right. Why do you want me to do that? So you can just sit over there and jack off what? What's your nut on this? Because that's what we're thinking. Right. Why do you want me to remember it? I want to fucking forget it. Tell me how to forget it. Right. Don't tell me how to remember it. I got it down. What was ultimately, what was ultimately the thing that allowed you to stay clean? When you had faltered five or six yeah. times, whatever yeah. it was, what was ultimately the thing that allowed you to get past all this and just to embrace sobriety and being yeah. healthy. I think it was just realizing that I wasn't going to fail this time. And that came from Dallas not giving up on me. Awesome. So, <clears throat> here's what to take away from that. Yes, people, Jeff Hardy had a DUI. Yes, he got arrested. Is there a chance in snowball's hell that he's going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and be victorious? Tell if I know. It's up to him. People get DUIs all the time. Do they end up in TMZ? No. I bet you none of those people on the highway on I-95 was going to say, oh my God, that's Jeff Hardy. And he's weaving in and out of the road. No, dude. Not from a distance on the highway. Are you really going to have time to stop and be fanboy, fangirl out and be like, holy shit, that's Jeff Hardy. Personal opinion of this whole situation. 
Jeff Hardy will be fine. Will he screw up again? Probably. Like, but Jake said, after doing it for like twenty, after the twenty fifth time, allowing yourself, realizing it yourself, and saying that you won't fail is the biggest key. Because any form of self doubt, fall back into it. Nobody's the all-knowing expert on addiction. Nobody has a time frame of when you're going to get better, when you're going to put away the bottle, when you're going to stop snorting the lines or putting the syringe in your fucking vein, you know, syringe and and putting all that bullshit into your body. When you start losing family members, friends, and the only friends you have are the ones that are causing the issue in the first place. Just been dealing with this shit for a long time, man. It's not just now. This shit's been going on for fucking a while now. There's got to be a voice inside Jeff's head saying, I need to change for the better. I need... Something that's positive or, you know, a good influence because it's only a matter of time before he either falls deeper down the rabbit hole or, you know, surprises all of us and says, okay, I really do need to change what I'm doing, how I'm doing it because if not, man, had friends that I've lost to addiction in college and the sad part was one of my friends I you know the day before his death I went over a conversation with him you know and I said you want to straighten that oh cool man you know let's hang out let's play some games let's go to a Royals game at the time and come over The next day, I'm wondering where the hell he is. There's nowhere to be found. The cats are open. And he died. So, key to rehabilitation, does anybody know? That, you know... It was said at Jake the Snake's Jake the Snake Roberts' unspoken word tour. He said, "Yes, they will lie to you. Yes, they'll feed you a lot of bullshit. They will steal from you. What they need is not criticism. They need ears to listen to them, shoulders to cry on, you know, arms to embrace from a hug. This shit's really. I mean, look, guys. I'm sorry if I'm putting you to sleep with this." But you know what? People in the world of professional wrestling, they're going to say a lot of mean things. Like, well, you know what? We could have, you know, there are memes already being shared about, you know, Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso. Whomever keeps getting the DUIs from the Uso camp and Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. That's kind of fucked up. Man. So, really... I'm getting messages, you know, the last five minutes of my show. This is amazing. Um, To answer the one question, do you think he's going to go seek rehabilitation from someone outside of Diamond Dallas Page? Uh, To answer that question, Ace, is that really? Ace of Johnny. Okay, cool. To answer your question, Ace of Johnny, that's up to Jeff Hardy. He's a grown-ass adult. Let him handle his business. Bada bang, bada boom. Jeff Hardy will be back better than ever. I don't know when. It has to be his decision, his own fucking self-worth, you know, his own conscience telling him, hey, I fucked up. I'm really sorry. You know, I've made amends with myself, and I'm better. But that's going to take a minute. might take shorter. You know, he might take some time, but who knows what the future lies ahead for Jeff Hardy. As far as the Vince McMahon situation goes, I'm going to tell you right now. There are things that people tend to stay out of. 
I, for one, don't like dabbling in Vince's personal life because why? Again, when you have a lawyer that is the equivalent of a Jeremy or Jerry McDevitt, who knows practically more than most lawyers do on how to win cases, he wins them pretty much majority of the time. I mean, some he's lost some. He's won. He's won a lot. I don't really care if someone has an affair. If it doesn't affect my bills, it doesn't affect it doesn't affect uh, my well-being. Then I don't care. So I condone it. No, but does my opinion matter in this situation? No, it doesn't matter because essentially Vince still runs the company in a functioning in a functional role, and yeah, must be nice to pay someone three million dollars so they would shut their fucking mouths. I'd shut my mouth and then some. It's neither here nor there with that situation. The death situation, yeah, that's kind of spot on. He fucked up dad. He got a DUI. He's driving while impaired again. Get some glasses, dude. And you know, let's let's keep him in our prayers because that could have been that could have been worse. That could have been a worse situation, dude. It could have been. Again, he could have waken up to the headlines of professional wrestler Jeff Hardy was you know driving recklessly and then veered off into the median. While killing himself and two other people, and you know, like, dude, it could have been exponentially worse for Jeff Hardy's situation versus, you know, Vince McMahon's. That again, it can go away. It could come back to bite him in the ass. There's a lot of people who are not Vince McMahon fans. We know this, okay? It's not only does he play the role of villain. That's the sleazeball thing to do to have an affair. But again, do you honestly expect to keep on the straight and narrow in professional wrestling and be the perfect person, the the owner that, you know, takes accountability? I don't again, wherever controversy that word controversy goes, Vince is sure to follow. I mean, there's a lot of situations that I could list off, but I don't have the time nor the patience to sit there and be like, okay, the Brian Pillman death, the Owen Hart death, the Chris Benoit death. There's a lot of there's a lot of deaths, folks, that have happened in controversy in him. Probably a lot more affairs than that one. You know, there it didn't help matters that someone came forward after all this time when they realized his company's not doing great, it's doing okay, comes forward and says, By the way, he paid my friend three million dollars to shut her mouth about having an affair. And to close thoughts on Hardy, will he help? will he be you know man enough to say, hey, I fucked up, I'm going to get myself some help now? I don't know, but wish the best of you know I wish those two the best of luck because I sure as hell wouldn't want to be in either one of those dudes' positions. So, Godspeed, man. <laughs> That's right. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice. Words for you. Forget about it. Oh, one last parting thought. If you like to become a professional wrestler, manager, referee, commentator, ref, you know, whatever, interviewer, go to monsterfactory.org and sign up today for professional wrestling classes. Consult or contact person, the moderator of the website. Uh, the phone number is located directly on the page on monsterfactory.org. They now have an app you can enroll and they have payment plans to fit your financial needs if you are not financially sound. For more information on the Monster Factory, you need to visit www.monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. Contact the phone number directly and more information will be given. World Famous Monster Factory, located in Paulsburg, New Jersey. All right, folks, that'll do her. We rock the whole world, north, east, and south.
see it. 